Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Welcome to Bois, King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, it's Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday, and we have a special guest. And that ain't right, that's for sure. Uh, so we I have, think that is right. It might be right. Uh, <laughs> so today, guys, uh, on this great Friday episode of Bois, we have a gilder on the other, on the other end of the line here. I'm interested to find out what a gilder uh, is. Very Handsome Shrimp is mm. the name that... Uh, I found him underneath. He, he was in the KOTH King of the Hill uh, content sphere on Instagram. And yeah. what I'd found was a, uh, a gilded, I guess you call it painting of uh, Hank Hill and Bobby in the little devil costumes. It was two separate things. And then he had a bounty hunter, uh, one that he had done with Dale. So uh, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, Bob. Uh, yeah, sure. I am a painter and a gilder and... I love King of the Hill. love all cartoons. King of the Hill, like you guys, I'm sure, kind of just holds that special place at the upper echelon of my heart. And that's kind of a recent thing. Um, I grew up more like a Simpsons fan, and I watched King of the Hill. But it, it didn't quite take its hooks into me until I was a little bit older. I think that's a lot of people, yeah. I think that's a lot of people. It was uh, once they got a little older, they started to identify more so with the with the characters, and uh, it kind of developed a, a relationship. I've noticed that in a, a lot of uh, uh, you know younger millennials, and uh, even you know some of the older Generation Z that I've interacted with on Twitter. Uh, it's crazy the fan base that's actually like it's still growing a fan base. You know, as people are able to relate to it. Yeah, I have had a lot of success. 
um, marketing my artwork on TikTok, and I was really surprised at the giant community of people on TikTok that are there for like King of the Hill type content. Yeah, it's kind of crazy whenever you you start looking into all the King of the Hill stuff that's out there. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, it is it's it's a real community. And to what you said, um, I think that King of the Hill. It's one of those things that, you know, they say you're you're a Democrat until you pay your taxes and then you become a Republican. Uh, I think it's kind of the same thing with King of the Hill. You know, you have to have a little life experience and then you realize, oh, crap, I've seen that. Oh, I know that guy. Oh, this thing's happened to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think King of the Hill is a little bit of a uh, acquired taste that way. I was just going to say it really blossomed for me more so in like the last five years and I'm 32 now. And I guess I watched it when I was a kid. I remember seeing the kidney boy episode like over and over and over again when I was school, but it really developed more into my favorite show later in life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 32. And, uh, so the show always was kind of special to me. I always liked the show. It was something that was always in my like scope, but now that I'm older, there's just a, a, a greater appreciation, I guess, than I had when I was a teenager, you know, smoked out of my mind, <laughs> sitting in, you know, sitting up in the, you know, upper echelon of the house in the very top tip top room, just hiding at 2 a.m., you know, watching as much cartoons and, you know, filth TV you that I a, could. You were in the attic? I wasn't in the attic, but I was in the landing space. Uh-huh. So it was like an area that really would have been like a sitting room yeah, to yeah, look yeah. out the window sure. in, but it was just transformed into a bedroom. Huh. And uh, I used to just sit up there and... So keep an uh, eye on you. No well, doors. Well, I would roll... I would throw the window up and yeah. my parents smoked cigarettes. So uh, as long as I smoked a cigarette after I smoked weed, yeah. I was in the clear. So I would like hang out the window with the TV it's going yeah. and I would record a bunch of TV so I could have, sure. a, so I could have TV to watch, sure, you know, sure. I would record all kinds of programs and stuff. So, so Bob, tell us, uh, tell us what it is you do. Yeah. What like, is gilding? Tell us, tell us about gilding and, and how you, how you came to this. Um, well, you know, I didn't really, wasn't really sure that it was ever going to turn out the way it did. Um, kind of like one of those COVID hobbies that pops up. Like a lot of people got into tufting rugs and weird arts and crafts like that. I just started painting more. My girlfriend's a really good artist and she had painted me something on glass that I thought was really cool. And she used just like a textured paper inlay on it. And I kind of was interested in like what else you could use for inlays. And I saw people gilding like you see it maybe you go downtown on main street wherever you are and businesses will have their business names like in gilded letters on their window front yeah yeah, yeah i know exactly so, what you're talking about yeah that's beautiful i've always thought that uh that that look was uh you know it's a real classy look for businesses yeah and i mean that's what i do uh i do stuff like for businesses um it's kind of not really what people are interested in seeing on social media so if you go to my instagram it's all just like cartoons and really just a way to get yourself out there show what you can do in a way that other people are interested in because you know if i posted the supermarket logo on my page it was not really <laughs> well do you uh, yeah that's right. do you post the process though do you go do you, are you able to like record the process of painting the supermarket thing because i think that's marketable in itself the actual like people don't really care so much about the supermarket 
painting finished product, but the, the process usually is something that interests people in most anything. Like there's, there's people with millions of views on TikToks that just wash, wash plates. Like literally there's like a dishwashing TikTok where they just wash dishes. And I was like, okay. I mean, if that's your lane and that's where you're, you're able to find your niche at, I mean, but that's niches it gets washing dishes. I, I do post, um, some process videos here and there and they do really well. The problem is it's just like a lot of coordinating for me and I'm just stressed out all the time. And <laughs> absolutely. Work, so. Yeah. Thing I'm thinking about is like, Oh, I should set up the tripod this way. And like, it's yeah. not like a one and done type of process. So I would have to set up the tripod in like the exact same spot every day and try to make it look like things weren't moved around when, you know, it could take me three sure. days, five days, seven days to do something. Yeah, totally. And some of this stuff on your Instagram is beautiful. That's yeah, um, awesome. He's, you, it's really, really, it's a, like extreme talent. Yeah, yeah. You've done a great job here as somebody who used to teach art. I can tell you that, uh, you, I, I can, I can see the time and the, and the, uh, the skill that goes into these things. This is not, it's easy. one of those lost talents though. The what like, uh, like gilding. I looked it up uh, before we talked, you know, I looked up some other videos and like, I looked up some of the older processes behind it and stuff. And it's like, there's really no way to like reinvent the wheel on that one. Like you have to do it the, the way that it's been done for like ever. There are some modern techniques coming out and more modern tools that make it easier. I do it pretty traditional still, but I recently went to New York city and we went to the metropolitan and it was really interesting to see all of the gilded artwork from like the first century. And Oh yeah. BC. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. So I bet it's yeah, awesome. Stuff. That long. So most of this stuff, it looks like it, it, and forgive me if, if I say this the wrong way, but is is a lot of this just backwards painting? I mean, you're having to you're having to paint the like a last paint. layer first, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. reverse painted. Yeah, yeah, that's a talent that's, in itself. That's tough yeah. to do. Yeah, I used to do that on, and this tells you how old I am, but I used to do that on video store windows, and <laughs> uh, you know there wasn't any gilding involved, but it was definitely backwards painting like that, and that's something that. Uh, that's tough. That's tough because it's a whole different kind of planning. Yeah, and just like even writing backwards is not very easy, especially yeah. with a paintbrush. Yeah, I'm still getting used. Like, well, well, not I, only that, it's like you produce something like you're you're doing it in reverse or backwards or ha however you want to call it, but you're you're creating like it's super quality. Like I really like everything that I've seen on your entire page is just. Like it blows my mind that it doesn't have 50,000 likes on it. Like it's just amazing, amazing artwork. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring you on to help showcase it. I mean, we're not the, you know, number five podcast in the world or nothing, but we do have a small following and I hope that, uh, that that would, uh, you know, transfer to you a little bit. And so, some people would come and, and go check some of your stuff out. Tell me, uh, tell me real quick about this, uh, 24 karat hot dog. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to do something funny for 4th of July and I thought maybe that could be like the thing that people saw and were like, Oh, yeah. you know, that could be a viral thing. It definitely wasn't, but yeah, it's uh, super cool though. I love that. Uh, it, eat your heart out. It says, yeah, man, this is, this is some beautiful stuff. So give us uh kind of a, do you have like an online shop where they can buy these things or are they mostly contacting you through Instagram or how does that work? Um, yeah, I don't really have a store or anything like that. 
So any you know, anything that you see on Instagram, is it all available? I'll, I'll post things on my Instagram story if I'm selling something or yeah. people email me with this special request. So let's say somebody wanted to get something done. How would they get a hold of you and, and give out your email and all that stuff? Um, yeah, most most people just contact me through my Instagram, which is very handsome shrimp, but my I do a website, which is very handsome shrimp.com. And my email is goldart at very handsome shrimp. And I get, uh, you know, traffic through there as well. Awesome. There you go, guys. You heard it. Very handsome shrimp. That's where you could find him at. And that is Bob the Gilder. Bob, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we'll, we'll get you out of here. Uh, tell me about very handsome shrimp. Where'd that come from? Um, there's like a, I think it's Snapchat has a filter where it puts your face on a frozen shrimp in like the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my girlfriend had that filter on me and she said I was a shrimp and I asked if I was a handsome shrimp and she said a very handsome shrimp. And when I Googled that to see if it was like anything, like if I could make it my business name or whatever, yeah. apparently it's from a Bob's Burgers episode too. Really? Oh, wow. That's, that's, oh, that's fantastic, man. Hey, uh, and I love the fact that it abbreviates as VHS. That's fantastic. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, I, I was true. like, why does it say VHS on there? And yeah. then I was like, oh, very handsome shrimp. Duh. That's right. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I hope that uh, we're able to uh, at least expose a few more people to your art. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton of uh, King of the Hill stuff on there. Uh, saw some Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, some... Um, uh, Beavis and Butthead awesome. stuff, all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah, thank you guys, uh, Rusty and Mike, for having me on here. It's the first time I've done anything like this. I'm kind of an introvert, so that's why you don't yeah. see me on on the social media too often. So thank you guys again. Yeah, we and appreciate you coming we, on. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for coming on, man. And I hope uh, hope we help. That's one of uh, our our goals here. That as we transform, you know, we've been doing this now for almost a, almost a year, under a year. And one of our, our our goals is to start bringing on community content creators inside of the King of the Hill sphere. You're actually, I think, our second King of the Hill content yeah. creator. Uh, we had uh, another one uh, called Feminist Peggy, and. Uh, she makes uh, different kinds of uh, jewelry and stuff related to King of the Hill. So it's just cool to be able to have a podcast and have this platform where we could like uplift some, you know, community members with inside of the King of the Hill sphere. Tell your, uh, also tell your girlfriend that she did a great job naming you. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. All yeah, right, man. I don't know. All right, guys. Thank you. Take it easy. We'll see Take it you. easy, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, Rusty, uh, very handsome shrimp. Very handsome shrimp. No, I appreciate yeah. appreciate him coming on. That was uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's uh, like I said, you know, it's he just, just great. Has, he has some beautiful work. No, he really is. He really is a phenomenal artist. And and that's you know, again, that's uh, you know, if, if there's any content creators that you know, you guys know that are inside of the King of the Hill sphere, uh, or, or if you are a content creator with the, inside of the King yeah. of the Hill sphere. Or, you know, it doesn't even have to be like King of the Hill. Like, I'll even take Beavis and Butthead because, you know, <laughs> it's Mike Judge related. It's it's in the judge's sphere. 
Oh, oh, did you hear about that show that they were doing that got canceled? Yeah. The King of the Hill creators? Yeah, the yeah, bad I saw some, crimes. Uh, yeah, bad crimes. I saw yeah. some uh, some animators on Twitter that were looking for jobs. Yeah, I don't know that it's totally canceled. I know that they're going to shop it to some other networks and stuff. I, I hope so. Uh, n- knowing those guys, somebody's going to pick it up. Well, between Mike Somebody. Judge and Greg, Greg Daniels, I think they can probably I, you know, get some work. I just don't understand why. I feel I, really bad for those guys. I well, think they'll why be okay. would Netflix, though? Why would Netflix? I just don't understand they, why they new would. New management. New management. Just like any other network, new management comes boomer in management. and they start killing stuff. Yeah. Yes, damn boomer management. That's what it is. Boomer management. Well, that's the thing that's happening with Twitch right now is that the uh, uh, a, a lot of the upper higher ups are yeah. making terrible decisions. Yeah. And they're out of touch. I saw with they're the paying people streamer. like half what they used to. Yeah, they're taking like away that, half yeah. of what they used to. And not only that, they've got yeah. other platforms they can go to that give them way higher percentages, if not all of their money. Like Facebook, I don't think takes anything from them. I do feel like well, just their soul. But yeah, I do. Just soul. I do feel like. Um, this is a great opportunity for some other streaming platforms that maybe couldn't build as quickly. Yeah. You know, um, now's the time, you know, there's a new streaming platform right now that's in development by a top streamer who is worth like 300 million. Yeah. And he's pissed at the current mar- at the current way that Twitch is going. So he has personally put in millions of millions of his dollars yeah. to create a new platform. So who knows, you know, who knows I what, used to, what's next? I used to love Mixer. Mixer was Mixer was great. I really liked Mixer. I didn't like the fact that it was owned by Microsoft, but other than that, it was you it know was why? A good well, I actually the, the reason why I didn't like that it was owned by Microsoft, but I then I then again I did because their technology for streaming was better than than yeah. Twitch's. The faster than light technology to where you could like I was able to when I was streaming, yeah. I could play my game from my stream. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that seamless yeah, as far quick. as like it was a lot as, as time went. And, uh, yeah, no, Mixer was good. I felt like the community was less toxic on Mixer also. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. And it was because it was, uh, I mean, it was it was a smaller community. Yeah. I think when communities are large, they, they there's a certain amount of toxicity. You sure. know, there, there was a lot of uh, drama with one of the Twitch streamers that I watch, and he was uh, averaging, like, 50,000. Yeah. He comes back from the drama, and he's down to, like, he lost, like, 30,000 average, yeah. you know? So it's, yeah, you know, know. The, it's just a lot of toxicity all over. The cancel culture and stuff like that, too, to an extent, is it, it, some of it's become out of hand. Like, there are things that people need to be removed from, you know, social, uh, you know, society for, and, you, you know, but... Do you feel like Hank would be canceled? Uh, would Hank be canceled? No, I don't. I don't. I think. I feel like I Dale would un- be right himself. I think he would cancel himself. Yeah, I, I think. Th- I think at this point he would be like in a bunker, like brain yeah. fried, deteriorated. He sure. would be like Hunter S. Thompson at the end of his life up well, in the all hills those in Colorado. Yeah, oh, all the chemicals in the. It's all those chemicals yeah. he's been breathing. Yeah, yeah it is. He's, but he's you know, I, I don't think so with Hank. I don't think he'd be canceled. I don't. Th- I think he's uncancelable as a person because he's willing to learn from his mistakes. He really is, and I think that's a, the big thing with cancel culture is it doesn't give people a chance to learn from their mistakes. Sure. So how can like you instantly vilify them? So yeah, that's going to make them resentful. So if you turn that that vilification into resentment, then they don't learn from it. They just become hateful yeah. people, yeah. and they become to hate the system that that chewed them up. Mm-hmm. When you're you should be sitting down with these people and having dialogue, having conversations to figure out what makes them feel that way and why it's wrong to, to say certain things or, or be a certain way. And so give me, give me a King of the Hill character that might be able to come back from cancelization. 
or cancellation. Bill. Cancelization. I yeah. think Bill would be one of those that would be. Bill would listen. And I think Boomhauer, uh, I think Boomhauer <laughs> would be on the, the list of. I don't uh, think you could cancel Boomhauer because nobody understands what the hell he's saying. No, well, well. Uh, well, except for Hank. Well, that's what I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about more about, Boom, talking about Boomhauer's appetite for women, kind of oh, thing. Yeah, well. I don't think that Boomhauer's the kind of guy that would come out with something heinous or something, you know, about no. him. I feel like Boomhauer is. He opens the door. You know, he's he's very he's he's very like he's a womanizer in a way, but he doesn't like treat women bad. He's yeah. a womanizer in a way that he listens to them and, yeah. you know, buys some flour. And then, you know, sure. after he has sex with them, he's done with them, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he does anything sketchy. Yeah. You know, I don't think that, I don't think he's one of Where's those, those stylish cheetah shorts. I too. think it's really hard to cancel most anybody in the show. I feel like yeah. they're all have, Peggy. They're, they're, yeah, well, <laughs> that's why I said for a foot so big, I don't understand how it fits in yeah, her mouth so often. True, yeah, she true. does put her foot there a lot. Well, hey, uh, this was fun, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, very Handsome Shrimp. Yeah, Very Handsome Shrimp. Check Remember? him out. Uh, he's got VeryHandsomeShrimp.com. He's got uh, very, very Handsome Shrimp, shrimp on Instagram. On Instagram. That's, yep. that's where uh, that's where I found him at was Instagram. So Those he does uh, gilded of. paintings. Y'all check that out. Uh, also. I saw he did a gilded version of an Alamo beer bottle. And he did. put it up for auction. He did. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, Had I known about that, I would have bid. Yeah, uh, there's actually a bid right now for the buyer's choice out of three of the King of the Hill ones. Really? I believe on there right now that he has going uh so y'all make sure to rush over there go check it out and if uh i'm gonna send him our if you if you go over there to him and you leave a comment and you mention our podcast yeah i'll give you a shout out in our next episode and i'll put you down for a free sticker when we get our stickers produced here soon and you go in the bin for a free shirt Whenever the shirts start, there you go. And you'll also go in the bin for a free shirt and a free sticker if you go over to Very Handsome Shrimp, Very Handsome Shrimp on Instagram, and you comment, "Hey, we're here from the Bois Show." Yep. And that's that's our uh, call to action. That's our call to action today, guys. Go do it now. Yeah, do it now. Hey, where can they find us if they want more? Well, you find us uh, at B W A A A K O T H on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I'm more active on Twitter these days than I am on on Instagram and TikTok, but I am still putting content up slowly. But it is there for your consumption. Consume, consume, consume. Obey. Wimatanye. Wimatanye, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.